Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Hello, everybody. Bridget McGowan here, and welcome to today's episode of Own the Microphone. And with me, I have Jeff Davis, who's a professional speaker. He is an award-winning author. I could go on and on, and I will later on. But for now, Jeff, welcome to the show. Bridget, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm excited to talk with you here today. Oh, I can't wait to hear from you because you have a background and a resume that is beyond impressive. How did you get started as a speaker, Jeff? I actually started through Toastmasters, the organization that is there to help one improve with both your public speaking and your leadership. I actually heard a college professor who uh, shared that you had to join Toastmasters. It was quite funny because he ended up saying that I was his only student ever to listen to the advice to join. So that's how I got started. And I realized I had this, this skill, this talent, a lot to share, a lot of value to add. And then I, I piggybacked off of winning some uh, public speaking contests and became a professional speaker from there. Nice. Now, what has been, I don't know, I hate to say hardest part, but what's been the biggest challenge for you as a professional speaker? The biggest challenge as a professional speaker is, I, I like to be open, is it's a feast or famine sort of world in my experience. So I've had moments where you have lots of opportunities and you're getting paid to speak and you're feeling on fire. And then it's very, very challenging. Even when you have all your ducks in a row and all the marketing pieces, there can be, there can be droughts. There can be some challenges. We just went through, we still are going through COVID and Corona. So that's been my biggest challenge. Just the fact that it's, it's up and down there, there, are moments where you have lots of opportunities and then there are other moments where you're just it, it becomes a bit challenging so that's a that's something that a lot of people may not know about professional speaking that you can be a really really good speaker you can have a great message and you can have a great track record and even the best speakers have to continue to market themselves oh yes you when i tell you you're spot on you have to continue to market yourself and you have to pivot and even though you may have a certain platform, a certain message on which you speak, if there's something that is hot in front of mind for the general public, then you have to pivot and connect your passion to whatever that is that's on people's minds at the time. So the marketing, the pivoting, the shifting, the remaining relevant, I could just, you know, go on down the line. Now, I want you to think about one of your most memorable presentations that you've made. What made it so dynamic? One that comes to mind in terms of a really memorable presentation, this would be in the year 2014, and it was at a, a particular venue. And what made that moment so special was that I just had so much energy that funneled perfectly into the dynamic of the room of the audience and it was like I was literally on fire and I, I love your energy Bridget and I was in that moment and I had a powerful message about overcoming rejection to uh, actually find a publisher for my first book and what I found about being on fire is that I had this energy it wasn't making everyone laugh I wasn't the funniest speaker 
of the day, but I saw that the whole audience was mesmerized because I was able to funnel that energy into pure inspiration and bringing that fire and having the ducks in a row and funneling that nervousness into excitement and energy and power. I just remember flowing, gliding across the stage, mesmerizing that audience and leaving them with a message that they, they never forgot. And his energy, I, I just loved giving people energy and giving them a reason to go and, and take down the world. That's what you want to do in your presentations is you want to give them that inspiration. So yeah. when they leave out of there, they feel revitalized. They feel re-energized. They feel reinvigorated that they can go and do the thing. That is what you want to happen in your presentations. Now, what about a situation where let's say we have trainers who are listening and they sometimes have to deliver the same information over and over again, or they don't really have control over uh, changing the information that they present or bringing any new content in. How do they funnel their energy into inspiration? Do you have any suggestions there? Yes. So that's a very common occurrence and also an excellent question. A couple of thoughts that come to mind. One is for them to really truly remember in the in their bones, in their in their cells, in their heart, in their mind, really remember the power of the message, the, the impact. Because I, I have a I have a story that I could share a million times, but I will enjoy sharing it every time because I know of the power and impact. So I would encourage these trainers in this situation to truly connect every single time they give this speech with the enormous impact and power of what they're sharing. They're changing lives. They're adding value. They're giving education and inspiration and entertainment. And if they can connect deeply with that impact that's really happening, that's going to continue them forward. And then the one other thing I'll, qu I'll uh, quickly add on top of that is that when you give a presentation, you can say the same thing in different ways. So I would encourage them to spice it up. It's the same message. It's the same content and presentation, but you can, you can mix up your transitions. You can play around with it a bit. You can work the stage in different ways. You can pause at different times. So you can have fun. You're, you're adding value. You're making an impact. You're making an income. And you can, you can mix it up and make it exciting for yourself even while you're doing that same presentation uh, many, many times over and over. Have you always been a confident speaker, Jeff? Uh, I would say I've never been at the level I'm at now with the confidence. I had this innate skill and ability, but I certainly had a lot of uh, uh, things to work out. I was a little bit rough around the edges and a little bit shaky. And I, I had that raw energy. I talked about uh, funneling that into a speech that went well. In, in my case, I would say that I really had to just work on making sure that I was having the right transitions and that I was able to just continue to um, show up as me and not copying someone else. But it was something I, I definitely improved on over time. So I had some skill, but I worked hard to harness that skill. When you said not copying someone else, it reminded me of a keynote I listened to earlier uh, well, when was that? Maybe at any rate, it doesn't matter when it was, but it reminds me of a keynote by Dr. James Smith Jr. And he was talking about, don't try to be the next Les Brown. Don't try to be the next Brian Tracy or, you know, pick 
a prominent speaker. Don't try to be the next Lisa Nichols. Don't be the next, be the first you. So uh, I like that you're not trying to emulate what's already out there. If they wanted Les Brown, they've just got to go to his YouTube channel or what have you, but just be the first you, not the next somebody else. Everybody, Jeff is uh, not only a professional speaker, but he's also uh, the award-winning author of three books. He's done keynote speeches internationally and is a sought-after expert in mental health and authentic leadership. Jeff is also a TEDx speaker, Forbes contributor, and he's consistently featured on the top podcasts in the world. He uh, frequently speaks to schools, nonprofits, organizations, associations, conferences, and businesses. Known as Mr. Mountaintop, He's been to five different continents and has a master's degree from Johns Hopkins Carey Business School. Jeff currently lives abroad in the Netherlands. So, Jeff, if you had to give a piece of advice to yourself before you made your first speech, what would it be? Yes, well, I'm going to piggyback off the the excellent insight you just shared a, a few moments ago a few minutes ago and what i would tell myself is be even more of yourself and this is way easier said than done but i would say hey jeff you've got some energy you've got some passion you've got some ideas you want to share great but don't hold back to get to that next level to go from good to great and then great to legendary is not not in theory not 90 or 95%, but 100% be fully yourself. And that, that sounds so easy, and yet it's so, so hard. And I would tell myself, Jeff, that thing you're afraid to share, that you're sharing some of or most of, but you're holding back a little bit, share it all. It's going to change lives in the audience. How does someone get past the idea of, oh my goodness, I don't want to put my business out there to, I'm going to change lives. Because sometimes people will hold back and they will just give you objective material, the data, the stats, and not a lot of personal, not a lot of you. How do you get past the, I'm scared to put myself out there to, wow, this could really change and move someone? know that you deeply, deeply have value in something to add. And I, and I don't mean that in like a mental way, but really know that, that, hey, I have value. You have value to add to that audience. And this is, this is definitely a challenge. So I want to acknowledge if someone is struggling with this, you're not alone. A lot of people struggle with this. That's a very normal challenge. But if you deeply understand your value, you can then from there understand that the way to best connect with the audience members is to be more open. So you are sharing to help the audience members. You're sharing to give them some kind of idea, insight, value, some entertainment, some education that they're going to take with them for the rest of their lives and apply. And if you can remember, okay, I'm going to really change this person's life if I'm making a connection with them. If I'm open and vulnerable, they'll trust me. They'll look at me like I'm someone they are familiar with and someone they know. So know your value and then deeply understand that you're there to really help these audience members. And you do that through establishing connection. And that connection occurs from the openness, the transparency, the vulnerability. It's a challenge. You have to 
definitely have your courage. You have to be bold. And with all that in mind, know that you are here for a reason. You're here on the planet with a purpose. You're here. And if you truly connect with that purpose and you know, okay, I have value. I know my why. I'm going to connect with the audience. Bam. It'll be, it'll be something that they'll remember for the rest of their lives and it won't be copyable. Oftentimes people establish connections through telling stories. Do you tell stories in your presentations? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you, you brought this up because storytelling is huge. The best speakers, in fact, tell stories. So I love sharing stories. In fact, my own experiences. I have some very deep personal experiences that I, I very openly share with the world to help others. And that's how you impact other people. And it's, it's your story and it's your experience. And then other people actually see themselves in your experience and they sort of can mirror and understand themselves better. I remember starting out, I wondered like, wait, am, am I making all, all about me? And what I realized is, no, actually telling a story, yes, it's your experience. And that's going to really most help the audience members get to where they want to be to help them uh, increase their own self-understanding, their own self-awareness. So storytelling is enormously powerful, and that's how you're going to really touch the soul of the audience members. Mm. So what I took away from that, and this was my aha moment, because I often feel like when you're sitting there, I shouldn't say sitting there, but when you're telling a story about yourself, it feels like you're shining the spotlight on yourself and you're making it about you. But actually storytelling, even a story about yourself is really an audience centric experience because it is about the audience being able to see themselves in your story. So remember that everybody, it's not it's not a selfish move. It's, it's not an I, I, I moment, but it's really about giving the audience this real life view into a real person who's just like them, who has the ups and the downs and the happiness and the sadness all rolled into one, given the time of day or the situation, the set of circumstances. In a little bit, Jeff, you are going to ask me a question. So I'm just prepping you for that. I can't wait to see what you ask me. Here's my next question for you. What do you consider to be your superpower? Yes, what I would consider my super superpower to be is openness, transparency. There are also words that can be described uh, for those terms. You can use vulnerability. You can use authenticity. Take your pick. That would be my superpower. I, I, will, I will go there. And I will go there to, to the nines. I will not <laughs> hold back, especially now I'm being, I, I, this is Jeff Davis version 7.0. I'm, I'm not holding back. I'm just going there. And that vulnerability, that openness, that transparency, that honesty, that will blow people away in the best possible way. So it sounds like you had to go through several iterations of Jeff Davis to get here uh, how, how did you make that transition from the first presentation, let's say, to now? It's been an incredible journey, a huge roller coaster, so many ups and downs encountered. When I started out, wow, uh, a lot of critics, 
a lot of critics that they, they've gone quiet lately. So I've really, as I observe my journey to add value to the audience, uh, to the listeners today, is I see that there's an unbelievable power in persistence. And I really do not mean that at all in some kind of a kumbaya way. I mean, I've, I've lived this, that, that there were a lot of critics and, and they went quiet when I persisted. So how I got through it was getting uh, around the right people. And I remember that I was starting out and I, I had some raw ability but it's not so much just about your ability, but are you willing to develop and grow? And I was able to get around other professional speakers and I was able to get in various groups and, 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 and things like that. But that was a huge, huge way. And then, then also connecting with my own truth and my own experience and realizing, wow, I have value. I, when, when I was in my younger years with the low self-esteem, I, I thought I, I was worthless. No, I actually have value to add to others. And I had to keep reminding myself of that. So getting around the right people, ignoring the critics and naysayers, knowing that I had a lot of value to add, and then really understanding, wow, the market has a need for this message. So that's where your experience meets the, the need of the market. Okay, the, the market has need for leadership. The market has need for authentic leadership. The market has a, a need for mental health. Right now, the, the, the global suicide rates are just truly unfathomable. So that's how I, that's how I developed through the years and just getting out there. You just have to, sometimes you have to be scrappy. I'll, I'll, I'll just add this on very quickly. You have to, you have to be scrappy. You have to really sometimes in the beginning, when you're starting out, take what you can get. I had to speak at rotary clubs and bring in a videographer or even film myself. I was just speaking anywhere and everywhere. And I had this really powerful message on both authentic leadership and mental health. And that's how I got started. And I kept going and going and getting on YouTube and, social media. And then on top of that, writing books, all of this combined, Bridget, is how I got to where I am today. A lot of iterations and a lot of letting go of some people pleasing and the need to conform to the expectations of others. So I, I said a lot there, but the, the whole point of this is that you just have to keep being more and more of yourself, get around the right people and, and truly, truly just keep going. You're spot on. And I want to extend the conversation about being scrappy and taking those speaking engagements just to get the visibility, to get the practice, to put yourself out there so people know what your platform is. If you have to take a speaking engagement starting out and it's not paid, perform as if it is paid. Every opportunity you need to give them nothing but your absolute best. Give them nothing but 100%. And the point about hiring a videographer or setting up, I've done this one too. Starting out with my business, I've been a speaker since 2001, but having it as my primary business didn't happen until 2016. I had my little tripod and my little iPhone and I sat it somewhere just to get some footage of me speaking because you need that for your website. And that could be a whole other conversation about the marketing pieces for your business. Now, when it comes to leadership and authenticity, what is something that you can teach us right now that you often teach your audiences, Jeff? I often teach the audience to take off that mask. So what you can think of right now is what's something that you've been holding back that you've kind of been sharing, but not fully something that, you know, you have more to add to the world that you know, that if you just went there, you would truly change lives or at least add some kind of, of, of solid value. What I've learned in my experience is that 
the things you are afraid to share tend to help people the most. So that's what I would really like to remind the listeners here uh, today that, I, that I'm uh, so honored are here listening, that indeed you truly have something to add through that, 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 that power of going deep. And if you can just think about what can you do, what can you add, you can start doing that today. I had an epiphany. I'm just going to leave it at that. I had an epiphany and the, the finger went up in the air. Yes, yes, yes. Jeff, what is your question for me? Yes, this came into my mind as we were, were speaking, and I'm just very interested. You mentioned speaking since 2001, and of course, your, your own incredible journey to professional speaking and, and doing what you're doing now. And I'm curious because there are different opinions and perspectives on it. I'm just curious now, as a professional speaker, as the person you are today, do you still do free speaking events? And what is your perspective on how much you would do each year or if you have certain boundaries or maybe not? I'm just really curious, given your success, what you uh, are doing now with your business. Yeah, that's a great question. I do speak uh, quote unquote for free ever so often. And I, and, and I don't like saying it's for free <laughs> because I do get something out of the engagement. I tend to go through this whole checklist of why should I speak for free? So if there's going to be other opportunities, if I am going to be in front of a, a certain audience, if I know it's going to be an audience full of decision makers, if I will be able to sell books afterwards, if I know it may lead to introductions to other opportunities. So there's there are quite uh, there's quite a list of criteria, if you will, that I go through that will determine if I'll speak for free. Uh, the, the size of the audience, uh, will it, it, it if it's a an opportunity that takes me to maybe a place that I've been wanting to visit. So maybe there's no speaker fee, but maybe they're covering the travel arrangements or, and maybe I can take my family with me as well. So yes, I speak for free, but then there are a lot of things that I think through in terms of opportunities and does this make sense for me? And then each year I have a certain number of speaking engagements that I will do for quote unquote free. So yeah, that's a good question. That's a great answer. You nailed that. That that that's a home run. That's a home run. I like that a lot. I like that how you said also the checklist and the reason. So you really deeply understand your reason for taking a free engagement, which you described very well, can can vary and and can there can be a lot of reasons to do that. So I, I like that. That was a very uh, very good answer. Right. Yeah. Thank you. And then especially with. Uh virtual presentations and not having to travel because you have to factor in time too. If you're going to have to travel to the other side of the country and then present and then maybe travel a third day, you know, that's three days you're out of the office. So really thinking about uh, the time that it takes you away from your family and from your office, or if it's a virtual engagement, well, that puts another list of uh, questions on the table too. So yeah, that's a great question. I love that question. <laughs> what else, Jeff, do our listeners need to know to make sure they're always fierce and on fire when they get on the stage? What else do they need to know? Well, I would definitely remind them, encourage them to think in their minds before and during their speeches that it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation with everyone in the audience. So public speaking for a lot of people is scary, very understandable. When you get up there, in my mind, and, and I've heard other speakers say this, the idea of it being a public speech is a little bit of an illusion because you truly are having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with 
everyone in that audience. So think of it as 50 or 70 or 100 or many hundreds or a thousand one-on-one conversations. And you're, you're just impacting them on an individual level. That's one thing I would say. Another thing is I would just say, get really excited about helping other people. So there's a lot that goes around speaking and there's a lot of preparing and there's a lot of, there's marketing, there's, there, there's a million things that, that go into that. But if you just really connect with that, almost like a childlike wonder, childlike excitement and joy that, that you truly are excited to share this message, that's going to keep you going through those, those ups and downs. And then just remember that people in the audience, they, they want to see you do well. Uh, yeah, you'll always have, um, you know, a few people here and there who may not resonate, uh, you know, who might be some critics, but in all, uh, by and large, most of the people there want to see you do well. So just remember, remember those tips and get up there and crush it. You hit the nail on the head. They want to see you do well. Nobody is sitting in that audience thinking, I hope she crashes and burns. I hope he completely flops. Nobody is thinking that they're sitting their fingers crossed like, oh, I hope this is going to be a good time. And you should show up thinking, oh, I cannot wait to get them as excited about this topic as I am excited about it. Jeff Davis, it's been an absolute honor and pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. My pleasure. It's been an honor, Bridget. I really appreciate the time. It's been a lot of fun. And this, this has been some great energy. I, I really have enjoyed this. Cool beans. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in to today's episode. This is Bridget McGowan. Until next time, make sure you always own the microphone.